Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. This week, we talk about evil clapping monkeys and a ghost mongoose. And Dean finally gets slapped upside of his head. Thanks, Missouri. Let's do this. Let's do it. Devil's Trap podcast, where we talk about season one, episode nine. Woohoo! I'm Diana. Oh, hey, I'm Liz. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. So, no, I wanted to talk uh, about what we're drinking. God damn it, Diana! I'm, I'm way off today. All no, right. it's all right. We're good. We can we can chit chat before we jump right into all the the yes, nitty gritty of that. this one. I think both of us are just we've there are many things we've wanted to talk to each other about this episode. So I think we're both just like uh, let's let's go let's go let's go. And they're like, no, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. We're gonna relax. Usha. So, Miss Diana, what is your beverage of choice for this evening? This evening, I made myself a rum tea toddy. That's what I call it. So I got a little bit of lemon ginger tea with some rum. And uh, some lemon. I'm going to make it sound like a Ricky Tiki Tabby. So it's a rum tea toddy. Rum tea toddy. That is fun to say. I should say it better like that. Rum tea toddy. And I am also drinking a hot rum beverage. I made a hot buttered rum, which I am learning that the butter makes your lipstick very slippery. (laughs) Uh, So delicious, but I feel like I am extra moisturized and of course, I think we're both using high rum. I would be surprised if you were not. Yes. Yeah, I was using the the spiced high rum. And one of my friends this weekend said he kept thinking it sounded like a Jewish accountant. You know, high rum. It's it's high rum's rum. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm having high caliber. It was the end of it. It's here, um, which is one just one of their. It's not the spice. It's a, one of their other rums that they make. So I think it was a club release, actually, but I don't know if they have it anymore. Because we, we fancy. We're in the club. The rum club. But yeah, so uh, yeah, that's my cocktail this week. Uh, it's not quite super cold yet here right now, but it's getting there. It was real gray and blah. And uh, yeah, that's uh, the sound of like a good drink. We had a beautiful weekend, so it's it okay was. that we get back into some crappy sort of winter Texas mm. weather. But yeah, this weekend was... This weekend was pretty. It was very It'll pretty. It'll end soon, Diana. We have to take a couple of licks before we get into the we're sweating all the time weather that you love. I know. I love summer so much. But Not all yeah. of us have a pool. Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we all should have pools. <laughs> That's my response to that. But yeah, so. That um, sounds very, never mind. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So you so you had a fun weekend though out and out and about a little bit right you got to go visit. yeah i went and I, I did actually go by high brown this weekend and we brought our own picnic lunch to eat there because we're cheap bastards but um we also just wanted a place where we could sit down and so we knew outside there was going to be a a pretty good place to stop and yeah, I mean, the town, it was a little bit more crowded than, than I would have liked, but I think you know, everybody was still being safe, keeping their distances. Um, I did stay in a Airbnb in Fredericksburg, which is a German town. The house is built in 1919. I stayed in a room, which I am fairly certain is haunted by tiny ghost German ghost children. Uh, when I was trying to get to sleep on Saturday night, something kept fucking with my covers, and I was real mad. It was also very hot, so I'm like, try and go to sleep, and then I kept like feeling this thing on my bed I'm like dudes like leave me alone like I, I also happened to I think I was listening to an audible book about poltergeist while I was getting ready during that day and I think I was giving the tiny ghost children like ideas and like no nah, man like this this is not a how-to book for you this was just like me trying to do research for this week's episode like I'm not trying to tell you what poltergeists are supposed to do stop it want to go to uh, sleep they, they missed your no ghost children memo I mean obviously that was the no ghost children. 
Yeah, no, I need to set that memo up really hard and like just everywhere I go. And it's, well, the, the first night I was there before I went to bed, it was like, hey guys, like I'm here, be cool. Um, and they were fine. And I think I was really drunk when I went to bed on Saturday. It was probably like, yeah, <laughs> and they, they didn't understand me. And they're like, oh, clearly she wants covers ripped off her in the middle of the night. And I'm like, she wants to play. She wants to play. Uh, uh. But yeah, in Fredericksburg, it's a lovely German town. Um, I didn't get to go on the ghost tour because we had dinner too late on Saturday night. Um, but they do have a pretty fun ghost tour that runs through town and like goes. There's all sorts of fun pictures. There's a, a, another headless woman. These poor ghosts without their heads. I feel so mm. bad for them. Mm. But, like if you're doomed to like wander around, like you should at least get to have your head. It's so mean. Yeah. It seems 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 unfair. Seems unfair to not have all like your ghosty parts. Uh, yeah. Now we yeah. we had a nice dinner with our car club. That was really like about it. We did a lot of stuff around the house this weekend, uh, and uh, just puttered, I guess. My uh, my one of my uh, my husband's children was has been staying with us, uh, between um, assignments and for the army. So he was here with us, hanging out and all that good stuff. And then uh, Sunday, our car club had our uh, planning dinner, getting ready for our car show in September. The invasion car show, all pre sixty four Hogwarts. Anyways, um, so yeah, we had a good meeting about that, and uh, we got to get, visit with friends to do that, so that was nice. But yeah, other than that, things been somewhat quiet, I guess. I don't know. As quiet I, as we can be. I, yeah, my, my I, biggest amusement, other than that, is that I I got my first MRI yesterday. Nothing crazy. My just getting my knee checked out, and uh, I was deeply amused. Deep. If you've ever had an MRI, you know that is not a quiet experience. So I'm deeply womp, amused womp, 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 that womp. the the model of the machine that I was in was called the Symphony, and I'm totally convinced someone really, really entertained themselves naming that. And I, if they didn't, I'm pissed. Like somebody there had a fun doing that. That should have been entertaining to name this. Oh, it's the symphony. <laughs> so when you do like a knee MRI, is it just your leg that goes in or did you have to go full body? I was in up to like right under my boobs. Okay. Yeah. Which is much different than, so when you're in there full, like All your full body and your head's in there yeah. and you have that womp, 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 techno sound that's coming out of it, uh, they, they mine they were able to give me headphones and they're like okay what do you want to put on so I have them put on the clash but it was very light so you could kind of hear uh I forgot what album it was it was combat rock or something but so you could kind of hear the clash but then it was being mixed in with a techno sound on the machine so it was this very weird EDM clash mix which should never ever happen oh, I'm sure it has you probably or you just gave someone an idea that's what just happened there take that idea and put it, set it on fire. No, don't, don't do that. I will, I will come for you. I will come hard. I went, whoa, that's, that's whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Where whoa. are they off to a fun start? Uh, oh, they gave me headphones, but they didn't tell me what I, they didn't ask me what I wanted to listen to. And they just put on classic rock and it was obviously classic rock. And then they played Nirvana and then I felt old and then they played more classic rock, but I couldn't hear most of it. So I just knew that they were teasing that Pink Floyd was coming on. And I was like, they start with Black Sabbath. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then like, you know, then something else. And then they're like, oh, Pink Floyd. And I'm like, fuck. Get me out of here before yeah, this like, happens. I'm like, that's just mean. Can I just listen to the machine? Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but I couldn't really hear it. So it was fine. But uh, very well, like you said, it's very hard to hear. But yeah, so that, that's all my excitement. Like I'm, I'm just amused by the ironic naming of machinery. <laughs> There we go. So exciting. All right. Yeah. So I think, okay, let's, let's dive into the shit because yeah, uh, tell me, tell me yeah. some of the background on episode nine. I know we're uh, getting ready to go back to Loris, Kansas. So who, who's behind this episode? So shock and surprise is Eric Kripke. So this is why, uh, so this originally aired November 15th, 2005. And the director was Ken Garotti. He only did this episode. Um, but really, I think the main show, this when you have a show, the show run, writing your episode it always you know you're going to be touching on some of the mythology that they really wanted to get in there the storylines that they've been thinking of as they started like putting the show together so you knew like just just by seeing that eric wrote this you're like oh this is going to be a pretty intense episode and howdy was this an episode oh yeah it's probably i think probably my favorite ones we've had this season just in terms of 
the mixture of the scary with also just the family story and the and also the foreshadowing of what's going to come on so yeah i yeah i will i will i know there's diana probably has tons of things to say about all the funness in here so i can't wait so let's just jump right into the first scene where we start off and there's a there's a woman and she's unpacking a box and she's crying and she's telling her kids and their kids are like mommy something's in my closet and we're in Lawrence, Kansas. We know this oh, yeah. going in. We yeah. also know so, we're in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. And so the kid doesn't like the house. She's unpacking. Kid thinks there's something in the closet. And I thought it was like, there's, you know, she puts she puts the chair in front of the closet after she checks the closet, you know, like moms but, do. Well, it's also a really good mom, right? So yeah. good mom, not just being like, go to bed. She's like, all right, I'm going to go look for you. And I'm going to make sure there's no monster in here. Although yeah. I still think, you know, John's like, here's a 45. Would have been a better better option. But okay, fine. I'll put a chair in front of this door. Good mom. Yeah. Good mom. And then, until she's downstairs and we start hearing this, like the scratching noise going around. I mean, that, it doesn't make her not a good mom. It just it gets real creepy. Yeah. I should say so all the, the kind of like a the scratch, scratchy noise and you're like oh it sounds like fucking rats and she Ugh. thinks it's rats and she goes searching and she doesn't find rats but she finds yeah she doesn't find pictures but so she goes down to this basement right so one i hate basements two <sighs> you're going down to a basement at night and the first light's not working and then the second light isn't working and no, then you stay cool, there no, yeah and no, no matter like if you think it's rats well no like what are you gonna do chase the rats like come on now like oh. no you leave and you come back the next day like you don't sit down there like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna investigate some boxes no you don't leave and come back the next day you leave and you call the fucking pest control company to come <laughs> the next day that's what yeah. you do because what, what is she yeah. like once again yeah. what's she gonna do fucking go stomp rats in her basement like gross no one's really gonna do that you're not gonna catch them or be well, successful i mean she, oh, she could control. put traps down there i mean she could yes that's fair but but she's still not doing it that night she hadn't have them with her so but she does find the box that says to dad and it's uh and, and while they're showing her digging through this box we see the fucking chair moving from in front of the goddamn <laughs> closet and diana tried not to throw up on herself then that's pretty much where we were at because i was like chair blocking closet moving no and a lot of o's trailing off is my note <laughs> no. and the closet Deep opens breath. and there's fire fire can you have a fire yeah there's a fire monster and then we can go back to what's in that box and what's in that it's box in diana box. It's, it's pictures pictures of the winchester family why are the Winchesters in this box? Oh my God, so many things we don't know. All right, so we've got Winchesters, we've got a mm -hmm. fire monster, like this thing is just starting off. Woohoo! Yeah. Right. So we're gonna pass, um, go to our boys now who are sleeping in another shitty motel. And you can tell that, you know, Sam's been having bad dreams and is really ignoring what Gene's trying to tell him, which I thought was adorable. Brother things is also, my brother tells me a lot of things that I just ignore. Mm -hmm. um, and Sam finally fesses up to Dean about these dreams he's been having. And the reason he's doing it is just because I've got to get Dean to go back. To, I've got to get Dean to go back to Lawrence. And I think yeah. from my point of view, we're getting a lot, we're learning a lot more about Dean from this than we are about Sam and his prophetic dreams, right? I think so too in this episode, because Dean like is, is, you know, kind of freaking out and, and he always kind of acts like kind of fearless or whatever. And I don't, maybe I missed it, but I don't recall him ever having like a major aversion to going back to Lawrence. I don't think they've said that much. They've just never talked about it. Right. But so, yeah, I didn't think so. So he, but him being like, I never want to go back there. I don't want this. I never wanted to go back there. You know, it's, it's just kind of an interesting, um, interesting take on it. Like a, a little bit different insight to, okay, Dean's not like Mr. Tough guy all the time. There's some that shit that he is not into doing yeah and he's he's got vulnerabilities and he's afraid you know he's afraid of Aww. of either yes oh he's a tough man with emotional problems but he's vulnerable <laughs> oh baby um yeah so this really does you know sam fussing up though is also a really big move because he knows what his how dean is going to view him right they hunt things that are weird they hunt the freaks so him saying like i am seeing shit like i'm having dreams about this stuff it's coming true it's big right so they decide that they're gonna go back home so we're back on the road and we're going to lawrence mm -hmm. so we get down the road um and they get to the house and so of course dean's like 
I'm gonna lie. And then Sam's like, nah, I'm gonna be <laughs> telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually is successful then because uh sometimes Dean's lies suck balls. So it's kind of good that they list let Sam actually I feel like sometimes Sam can kind of read the situation a little better. I feel like that's just a little more intuitive sometimes on those things. So yeah. Um and so she lets them in and she's talking about and starts describing all these fun things that they have been going on. It's kind of a weird conversation to be like, so what's fucked up with the house that you bought that we grew up in? Like, that's kind of the convo they basically have. I'm like, oh, this is real weird. Somebody came to my door. A, I probably wouldn't let them in. And B, probably wouldn't be giving them the laundry list of weird shit going on in my house. I don't know. That's just. Well, I mean, it's Kansas. Yeah, I guess. Maybe people are just like used to that. And she's, she, she's, she's, a, she's a single lady in her new house. Well, she is. She is a single lady. Um, <laughs> and they never really go into like her husband's stuff, which, you know, maybe it was in like a story that got cut, but or just, I didn't, just, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that he, I didn't assume that he died. I assumed that they'd split. Oh. Uh, Personally. Okay, I, I just went with dead, but that's just me. <laughs> like, I, I just assumed ugly. I assumed ugly divorce. I don't know. Okay, that makes sense. But it's also open ended. So, I mean, and she is the one that you know is kind of like brings up the your house, you know, and you love. It's like, weird. It's kind of weird, and yeah. you know, and the boy starts spiraling when she starts listing stuff you can tell like just in their faces are like oh, yeah. oh no and you know when they leave they're both like they're spiraling they're trying to figure things out and then dean gets really sensical it's like okay like let's work this like any other case what yeah. would we do um although sam does go you know does this feel like another job to you and you know you can just buy that it's like oh mm -hmm. this is gonna be so hard for them personal it's, yeah this time it's personal and then we get this moment of dean oh my oh, god panic. when he lies the to panic. sam and panic phone call to dad that pan that oh. call to john oh it is heartbreaking because you know he's got tears in his eyes he's begging his dad like dad come home i can't do this without you where are you need you yeah and something got there was something in my eye then too and was like Dad, Aww. listen to your son. Where are you, Dad? So, Which just makes me angrier later. But that's okay. We'll get uh, there. Oh, yeah. No, I have some angry, angry, angry notes about him. Anyway, so we so, go back. And there so is we go back to the house. And one of the figures that I have in the household appliances and my husband, because I told him what happened, uh, occurs as the plumber very responsibly um, turns off the power to the garbage disposal because that's what you do. And it still makes me nervous because I'm like, what if there's a short? What if there's something wrong with my plug? Whatever. It's completely de unpowered. And he's reaching in trying to solve her clogged drain. And the fucking thing cuts on after the little stupid monkeys clapping in the background. And like, a holy bloodbath. <laughs> like, I'm like so, I feel like he'd be able to get his hand out at some point. Yeah. Okay. But it was so still real this, fucking gross and scary. I didn't yeah, like it. So I didn't I like know, it. I, I know. You don't like it. <laughs> um, just supernatural Hermione thing here. Um, for the most part, that actually wouldn't happen. Um, uh, for beyond just, you know, how garbage disposals work, you know, they generally go by force. Yeah, you're gonna they're gonna screw up your hand. They can lead to amputation, but for the most part, it's not gonna be like this. See, and my fear is that fucking creepy clapping monkey. And you're like, I'm afraid of the garbage disposal. And I'm like, I'm oh, afraid of monkey and I if you have that, the window if you have that monkey you set it on fire yeah. like you don't Smash throw it, it at the hammer window. and then you, set it on fire yeah yeah you you make sure you put it in an incinerator like there is no reason for anyone to have that fucking monkey in their house like why would you it's give that cute. to your children it's not cute yeah. no mm -mm. no no um, yeah so but also the other funny thing is like they went so above and beyond with the grossness in the scene that Krifty and them didn't think the network was gonna let it keep it in <laughs> they were That's like and they're just like they said they kept holding their brother was like well you know it's really and he was th just thought it was hysterical as do i you know you know, and blood splattering everywhere and then he was like uh -huh. you know i mean they'll probably take it out but let's just yeah, put it in and see. And yeah, and they said they didn't even know until like it came out on the air that they was gonna get past the network, and the network was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're okay go. with the gooey." Yeah. Everybody's household fear come to life. Let's just make it as gory as possible. 
No, they should have cut know. fucking monkey, but okay. <sighs> yeah, I, but yeah, that is one of my. So I, I mean, I like in reality, I think like if you got your hand in the garbage disposal, like it would chop your fucking hand up, like it would chop you up. But it's not gonna like suck you down to your fucking elbow and spew blood up the tube. Well, he's also going up it, right? So he was going up. No, it he was reaching down. down. Uh, was he reaching down? Okay, yeah. Yeah, he turned it off from underneath, he was, and then he came okay. from the top and reached down. Okay. And yeah, I'm like, I mean, yeah, chop your, chop your hand up, probably pretty fucking good if it was running, but it's not gonna like. It's not like a wood chipper suck your arm into it, I wouldn't think. Unless something was holding your hand down there. Oh, so, if it was the ghost, I don't like that. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so now you get ghosts and a garbage Thanks. disposal. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. It wasn't just that hey. the power kicked on. It was pulling him in. I, I, have <laughs> got, I just got you out of ever fixing your garbage disposal. So you're welcome. Your husband yeah. will always do it for you. Yeah, that, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right, so All we're right. going to go to the car shop and... I think it's interesting. The lie here is interesting. So they go to this car shop. They say they're cops and not his sons. Yeah, kind of weird. I thought that was a weird choice to make because yeah. I, I mean, just from a personal standpoint, and I'm a show standpoint. Like I would, I would think somebody be much more open with you if you're like John was my dad. Not, not I'm with the police. Yeah, I mean, that's just my theory. Uh, but I also really like you know this perspective, I think it's always really interesting to get stories about your parents from other people, right? Because, you know, we have this, you know, most people kind of, we don't think of our parents as people that we think of them as mom and dad, you know, and they're like, you know, not put up on a pedestal or anything, but, you know, parents are people too, and they had lives and they did things. And so really getting to find this history of what their dad was like, I thought was pretty cool. I think so too. And I mean, obviously they're looking for specific research, but and they're also kind of getting like how other people perceived how he was behaving. But I think it was kind of neat to get the stories too, like just outside of perspective. But I think that the the perception of him and seeing that, I think that probably impacted them less because they probably relate to their dad in some ways, but I thought it was interesting. Um, but um, I thought it was uh, the the big thing when they tar- start talking about Missouri is here yeah and you should see my notes it says yeah missouri and i love missouri she's one of my favorite characters on the show uh, so i'm I assuming she's it. ongoing then thank you yes. maybe maybe not and obviously, <laughs> i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna say we're not gonna see missouri for a long time if we see her again we're not gonna see she's not like a, a story regular okay. um but i also just love her character i think oh, no, her she, character was amazing her really character is amazing her acting is on fucking character. Part. I heart her so much. She's so sassy. I love sassy woman. Mm-hmm. All right. And she does like show she's a real deal super, super fast. She just starts reading them right and left and telling them all this shit. And then telling the one that she's the one who drew back the curtains for their dad. So now we have this whole other thing of like, oh, really, if you think about it from a storyline, that John, I think this says, you know, John didn't really understand supernatural or monsters until this happened. Um, and I think that's pretty important for the storyline going forward, right? So you yeah. have and how immediately he jumped from being this nothing to being this hunter raising his kids yeah. to learn how to fight yeah. demons and do things. Yeah, like from like normal, normal dude in Lawrence, Kansas to his wife stuck on the ceiling on fire and dead now. And all of a sudden he's seeing palm readers and psychics and is really into hunting evil. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty fast turnaround. Right. You know, to, and then change the whole way he's raising his children from the way him and his now deceased wife were raising their children to suddenly be fucking demon hunters or whatever, you know, well, that's, and that's a big leap. What, how much I must have fucked up Dean, right? Because right. you have this, and Sam, like, is the baby, so not, not as much. remember, yeah. But for Dean to go from this normal, my mom's making me pie, to, to all of a sudden, like, I am now on the road, and my dad's leaving me in motels while he goes out and haunt shit, hunt shit. Yeah, yeah. Pretty fucked up. Yeah, that explains a lot about Dean, Sam. Mm-hmm. So they figure out that they need to go visit Missouri because in dad's journal they had that line which was it was really it's i thought it was a really clever tie-in it was like i i went to missouri and i found the truth or i think is what the line is um and i learned the truth excuse me i went to missouri and i learned the truth and so but and they always assumed that that uh he had meant missouri the state um which would be a really weird thing to say about missouri no no harm no 
no offense to Missouri, but anyways, so they figure out now that Missouri Mosley is a psychic and they need to go talk to her. Cause she's the one that apparently shared all this stuff with dad. So now they've got to go find out what she shared with dad. And if she can freaking help them figure out what the hell's going on in this crazy ass house. So, yep. um, anyways, so she's, you know, kind of an interesting, I was kind of amused when, uh, I was amused by her line. Cause when they're waiting to see her and she's talking to, um, the, um, previous <laughs> customer and it's, um, basically like she he's asking if his wife's fucking around on him and she's like oh of course she's not and then she like the customer leaves and she's like oh yeah she's totally fucking this dude anyways um <laughs> and they're like you don't tell the truth he's like she's like people don't want the truth well, that is interesting but fact i mean people don't go to psychics to learn the truth people go to oh, psychics yeah. to hear what they want to hear yeah generally speaking so, yes. so anyways all right so she knows them off the bat and is hilariously sassy to Dean. So sassy. Calls him out, knows what he's going to do before he does it kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so, and, and basically talks about how she knows there's something evil in the house. That's, that's the big thing. Yeah. And I think the other important takeaway from the scene too is the foreshadowing from Sam, right? This, and this is going like, you know, this episode's important because he's like, you know, with dad missing, Jess is dying, this house, you know, something is starting. And I think that's really going like, okay, this episode is even more important than just going home. Like we're setting ourselves up for, for future, future episodes. Yeah, it's um, not just something that's haunted in our old house like randomly it's like this yep. is a tie-in yeah yep and and they're right you know something is happening in that house shit is happening in this house like a child getting yeah. locked in a fridge locking himself him. in the fridge locking himself in the fridge like uh wasn't that like one of the big like fears that they always told us about like in the 80s of like kids getting stuck in refrigerators i think i don't know all i have in there is like don't laugh don't laugh at this child being stuck in a fridge oh <laughs> I'm like, like, i distinctly so remember that being like a thing like people being scared i'm like how the fuck is your their room in your fridge for a child i don't have my fridge for a child i don't like a small fridge but like i mean you could fit a kid in there if you pulled out a bunch of the shit but i got shelves i mean like there's not space for a child i had to throw out shit to fit a thing of milk in there today like i don't have room for a fucking child but getting in there i don't understand i do i I think i I am concerned about the cat getting in there the cat getting in there is a is a logic that is a logical concern yeah but a cat's smaller than a kid and a kid and, that would be that small would not be able to close himself in the fridge. Yeah. You know, cats are also made of liquid. So that's true. That's that's true. true. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the child clocks himself at the fridge. Okay. Oh, you're still <laughs> laughing. Oh, he just wanted his juice. He just, he was a juice really? junkie. He's a juice junkie. <laughs> that juice junkie kid. Man, oh, you know, yeah. if he did, I mean, if he I mean did. it was kind of annoying that the kid did it. I won't lie, but I wasn't like, yep. I would, I'm not laughing like you because yep. I, I mean, I have a heart and a soul is unlike you. <laughs> I've, I've got Getting. a heart. It's just black and cracked. But, uh, okay. All right. So kids lost in the fridge. And so we get the, the trio is now at the house. And I do love and when mom, they're there. And mom, and mom finds the kid before he dies in the fridge, just so everybody knows. And for my parents, if you haven't oh, yeah, watched you. it, a reminder, the kid, mom does get to the kid because he spills the fucking milk and it leaks out of the fridge, which means there's a problem in the seal in that fridge, by the way. But anyways. There's um, many problems with this fridge. Those those appliances in this house need to go. Um, So so, so anyway, so she gets the kid and then she like has like frantically answer the door. And I get her being fucking stressed at that point. She's like, my dumbass kid just locked himself in the fucking fridge. And now these weird dudes are back that want to see my house again. And they brought this lady with them. What the fuck? (laughs) I mean, it's kind of a thing. Like I get her being all flustered and why Missouri was like, boys, shut the fuck up. Let me talk to this woman like a human being because she's having a shit day. And yeah. well, she weird. also hits Dean. She smacks him right upside the head. And I oh, was yeah. like, man, that must have felt so good. I wanted to smack him upside the head for like nine episodes now. Yeah. And we finally have a woman just like, bam, bam. Dean, shut up and, and let me talk to her like a goddamn adult. Yeah. 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 It was a good, it was a good, it was a good move. She she just fucking handled shit. Like boss bitches do. She's a boss bitch. Uh, yep. So she, they do. They talk their way in. The woman's actually like, okay, like she's thinking like things are weird. All right. You know what? This actually seems kind of plausible. Yeah, at this point, I would probably be like, yeah, things are not normal in this house. My child is yeah. just in the fridge drinking juice. Like yeah. this is not a normal day. One kid um, won't sleep because she thinks there's something on fire in her in her closet. The other kid's closing himself in the fridge. Like what the fuck? Like help me out. And then the plumber almost died fixing my disposal yesterday. And rats. I don't know. And rats and oh, and then like oh, there was a part about the plumber um, when she was on the phone and they were gonna like hold her liable for oh, the they were plumber. Sue her. 
Yeah, they were talking about suing her. So that's right. During when she was saving the kid in the fucking Can they do that? I don't know. I mean, wouldn't like I don't think she could be held liable for that. I mean, I'm assuming your homeowner's insurance would cover this, but I don't Or she a renter? Mm -hmm. Because then it would be your renter's insurance. But wouldn't like I would think that his plumbing company. If he's a if he's a licensed if if you're a licensed plumber, (laughs) um, let us know what would happen if your hand got amputated inside a garbage disposal. Would the homeowner be liable or would would your company cover it? We want to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. The burning questions that we are left with. I have I have so many things I want to know. How can a child fit in the fridge? Why do you have a monkey? Are, do licensed plumbers get the hard? Can they be held liable? Anyways, um, so they're walking around and Missouri is using her psychicness. She's getting a feel, and then Dean whips out his EMF and she calls him an amateur. Yes, like, yes, that was hilarious. Do it, do it, do it. Um, and then, you know, she's looking around and she's like, she figures out, it's like, oh man, you know, what this is, is not what was here before. It's something else. It's only something else. It's a them. Like there is more than one yeah. thing in this house. Ooh. Not, not happy about that. I was getting very distressed at this point, just in case you were wondering. No, I kind of thought you might've been. Um, and I thought she said something that was really profound. And I think, you know, like if we ever, if I wanted to sit something on a pillow, you know how like women have all those like sayings all over their house. And mm-hmm. she says, evil leaves wounds and those wounds can get infected, which mm-hmm. I think is just, it's, that is such a great line. That is so That's well written. Line. Yeah. So good. Uh, so what we find out is that this evil, what it did was it attracted a poltergeist and it's not going to rest until everyone is dead. So you know what we need to talk about, Diana? What? Poltergeist. Is this what our lore is this week, is poltergeists? Kind of. So you ready for some lore? Sure, let's do lore. All right, lore time. All right, so just so we get some bases covered here. Uh, I already promised Diana because I knew this episode was going to fuck with her head a lot. It, this episode was also just emotionally deeply for me. So I want to do something really light, but I want to talk just a little, and we'll have plenty of time during the show, I'm sure, to talk about other things about poltergeist. But let's just kind of get the basics out of the way. The word poltergeist does mean noisy ghost in German. So it's a German word. And they are usually different from normal ghost hauntings. Um, and there is some par- overlap between hauntings and poltergeists, but, you know, basics, hauntings are usually apparitions. They're usually long-lived and are primarily location-based. But mm-hmm. a poltergeist is generally thought to be unconscious telekinetic activity, and that's linked to a person going through some emotional issues, a.k.a teenagers which is why we have a lot of poltergeists associated with teenagers and they usually last only for a short time and they can go from location to location they also have six generally accepted phases right so phase one that's footsteps knocking rapping scratchings and cold spots so kind of what we were seeing here right we've got the scratching on the walls that sound like rats right The second phase, levitating objects, items disappearing and reappearing, electrical malfunctions, sudden appearance of water or fluids. There is one case where this like puddle kept forming on the floor. I'd be so mad. And the plumbers could like not figure out where it was coming from. Uh, But you could also during this phase have messages or pictures um, get drawn onto walls. So they're basically fucking up your house. Yeah. The third one is the apparitional when they can start to look like people or also also that's you know there'll be like glowing bo- uh, glowing balls <laughs> glowing orbs, orbs. smoke balls. Well, well, orbs are also the same thing orbs and balls are pretty interchangeable i think they are. so they are. glowing right. glowing orby balls mist smoke that type of stuff fourth phase all right let's get physical this is when people are getting touched they're getting pushed slapped and mm-hmm. bitten the Mm-mm. fifth the fifth one though now it's sexy time so this is sometimes <laughs> sometimes called the incubus or the succubus phase uh, so this is when sexual interactions start happening with the poltergeist people start being reporting being held down sometimes there's phantom pregnancies 
Uh, so that's sexy time number five. And the final phase, phase six, is very extreme. Uh, it does, see, this is what people think of like possessions of individuals, uh, body distortion, distortions, levitation, speaking in foreign tongues, uh, intense psychokinetic activity. So that's that's phase six, right? So that's a general idea. Of, like these kind of see the difference, right? Between a poltergeist and a general ghost. Yeah, I mean, like one's actually kind of, like a poltergeist kind of caused by the, person experiencing it and and conceptually or I don't know. yeah I, and uh, there's a there's been a lot of debate and different theories about you know just what human minds can mm -hmm. create you know just off of our energy and also just why you shouldn't have teenagers i mean that's also <laughs> just not have them yeah so i'm going to tell you a story of poltergeist activity okay and for this one, we're going to travel to the Isle of Man, which is, do you know where the Isle of Man is? It's out off the coast of England. Um, it's basically right in between like England, Scotland, and Ireland. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go to the vil village of Dalby, not, Dol not Dobby, but close, village of Dalby, to a house where we have James and Margaret Irving and their late child, Vori, which is supposed to be like Mary, and I'm just going to say it's Vori, I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, but they did have like older kids, the older kids had left the house and they'd had her like late in the year. So James and Margaret and their middle age or middle-aged parents, they have a daughter who is coming into her, her womanhood. She's a young, you know, adolescent teenager. Um, and this stuff ha starts happening in the 1930s. So first they started noticing disturbances, which do align with poltergeist phenomenon. There was tapping noises in the wall, which they first thought was a mouse. Then they began to hear growling, barking, blowing, gurgling, and spitting noises, and animal noises that sounded like a stoat or a ferret. They kept trying to catch the animal, but they weren't successful. One day, Jim was so frustrated hearing the thing in the wall, um, he just growled at it like a dog. But then the thing growled back. Oh, no. No. Um, soon, and that's when they burned their house down and moved and never were seen again. <laughs> So then they're like, well, we're just going to start making requests. And so basically they would like name an animal noise and what was ever in the wall would start making those animal noises. And it escalated to baby talk and then actual words started coming from the walls. And then it started repeating parts of their conversation. Young Vori began trying to see what else the still unknown animal could do. She started reciting nursery rhymes at the wall, and much to the surprise of everyone, the creature was able to recite them back in a high-pitched, squeaky voice. One day, the mysterious creature told them through the wall that his name was Jeff, and that he was not a rat, but rather a bushy-tailed mongoose. And by his own confession, he said he was an extra, extra clever mongoose from New Delhi, India. Now, okay, so his name is Jeff, and all I can think was about- Was it G or a J? With a G. They spelled okay. a G-E-F, but it's pronounced Jeff. And all I can think about is what we do in the shadows and Nadia and her lover, Gregor, when yeah. she's like talking about like, you know, how are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and a lover with a name like Jeff? Jeff. It, sounds like a, <laughs> it sounds like a weak, you know, a weak ejaculation. <laughs> Jeff. So... <laughs> That's all I can think uh, about is, is Nadia doing it. Uh, 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 uh. Jeff. Apologies to any people named Jeff that might be offended by that. Your name sounds like a week. It sounds like a weak ejaculation. Sorry. And it's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not Liz's fault that it sounds like that. It's something that Nadia said on what we do in shadows. Sorry so, to it. But anyways, yeah, I think it's okay. so. Bushy-tailed mongoose from New yep. Delhi. Yep. He says he's a bushy-tailed mongoose from I India. Mean, His name is Jeff. I may welcome a bushy-tailed mongoose from New Delhi named Jeff that can talk. That'd be kind of rad. I, I, I told you. you I just don't like want him invisible. One. That's the part that I'm in. So, um, and also, there was a farmer on the Isle of Man who had imported mongooses into this area 20 years before. So, the, the mongooses were not unknown to the population. He wanted to take care of rabbits, I think, and he thought mongooses would fix it. Mongooses? Mongooses. I believe that is a plural of mongoose. Um, mm. So he also claimed that he'd actually been able to speak for the whole time and he was extremely well-learned and all-knowing. And he told them, if you knew what I know, you'd know a hell of a lot. So they did actually see him, according to James and Vori. And when they saw him, he was described as having a long bushy tail and a yellowish hue with brown tail speckles and thought to resemble a weasel. 
so he moves into a box. He moves into a box in Vori's room. And he would come out. He would sing songs. He would ride a bus into town and come back with uh, town gossip for the family. And then he would leave them rabbits for supper. When he got tired of talking, he would shout, finished. And then he would disappear. Which is amazing. Yes. Is that how, is that how we're going to start exiting awkward conversations? Finished. <laughs> Uh, and he was beyond that he was also helpful he would put out the stove at night if someone left it on he would Very sometimes helpful. go around and do chores around the house like putting things away or tidying them up and i'm telling you i want a fucking pet ferret ghost um okay but yeah, he did I yeah bad. like my dogs are so useless go ahead i know yeah you, you tell him like this guy doesn't even have legs like he's a he's a fucking ferret ghost and he's putting stuff away you need to learn your place dogs all right Jeff did have rules, such as, if you're kind to me, I will bring you good luck. If you're not kind, I shall kill all your poultry. I can get them wherever you put them. So now he's threatening the chickens. Okay. Um, he's sometimes, sometimes nice called... Be nicer, the chicken dies. Right. Yeah, be nicer, I'm going to kill your chickens. Uh, he's sometimes, sometimes called James a fat-headed gnome. And he would... <laughs> he, he, yep. And so he, he liked, didn't have to be nice, but he wanted other people to be nice. Exactly. Well, he's a ferret. He can do what he wants. Um, and he would also shock Margaret by starting to sing dirty songs. And But then there was also some other normal poltergeist activity, like throwing pots and stones and throwing sand against windows. He is said to have enjoyed bacon, kippers, and sausages, as well as chocolates and chocolate and bananas, which the family would leave out for him as a reward. He apparently hated eggs, and he wouldn't touch them. He would steal food from the pantry and from others. There was one bus driver who insisted that Jeff had stolen two sandwiches from him. Um, but soon Jeff started to make other claims than besides just being a ferret. He said he was the Holy Ghost. He was the eighth wonder of the world, as well as to be claiming, claiming to be from the fifth dimension and, an earth, and also being an earthbound spirit with the ability to split the atom. But if he was asked if he was a spirit, he would then reply, if I were a spirit, I could not kill rabbits. So Jeff had some identity issues. Um, sometimes he's from another dimension. Sometimes, you know, he's a ferret. Sometimes he's from another dimension. Sometimes he's from New Delhi. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes he's from India. Uh, this also does, there is a, some thought in research into poltergeist that there is something about a cross-dimensional pull of things coming in from other dimensions. So if you believe in other dimensions, maybe that's where Jeff is living. Um, so he did become a little bit more of a naughty ferret. His language began, began to become more profane. So now we have a cussing ferret, which I would also be fond of. Yes. Um, his behavior started to become a little bit more bonkers. He would belt, belt out tunes off key at all hours of the night. And on one such occasion, he groaned and sang for nearly an hour in the middle of the night. And afterwards, he exclaimed, I did it for the devilment. <laughs> but, so now you know, he's being kind of a dick. Jeff, man, like I'm trying to sleep. Stop singing whatever fun limerick song. I'm sure he's singing. Um, and then also there was some less fun phenomenon. Um, there were shrill screams, some violent pounding on the walls, which would seemingly come from more than one place at a time as if the perpetrator was moving around with incredible speed. So yeah, Jeff's starting to act up, but he's also starting to make the papers. So oh. he is becoming into various papers and it has became kind of a media sensation. People are coming to the house to, to see Jeff, uh, but he wasn't always, you know, sociable with other people. He would be known as the Dolby Spook. Um, um, Jeff the, the Mongoose is a much better title. Yes. Saying you newspaper people suck. So Vori was also beginning to get bullied at school because people are like, you have a ghost ferret, you weird child. Uh, uh, they should all want to be friends with her and come visit Exactly. Ghost, I would ghost be Mongoose like, Mongoose ferret thing, whatever. Would, like, come on now. Vori would be my best friend. Uh, yeah. So James enlisted the help of a known psychic investigator named Harry Price. And he's pretty famous. We'll probably get to him in other episodes because he does do, he was pretty famous at the time. So he and Rex Lambert, uh, who was the founding editor of the BBC's Listener magazine, um, come, come to the house to investigate. And after extensively interviewing the family and locals, as well as investigating the house and Jeff's haunts, they were unable to find any evidence of the presence of a talking ghost mongoose. Um, Jeff however, was not silent on this matter and would, com would complain to the Irvings telling them that he's the man who puts the kibosh on the spirits. So he said he wouldn't, he wouldn't come out when 
he was there because he okay. didn't like it. They didn't want to get, get banished yep. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So they did have things that they like took back to examine for scientific things like hair samples that were supposedly from Jeff, but they came from a dog. Uh, there were also imprints of Jeff's paws, which, um, zoological experts said they were probably carved with a stick and price did evacuate did speculate that vori could have been using ventriloquism to create jeff's voice so that is a, a possible thing Weird. but she's a really good ventriloquist and a very strange child if, no, she if is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the other kids were right to shun her if that was what she did I well know. i mean elsa's like that she just she committed right she was yeah. like shit i made all up this mongoose i'm now i'm all in and also like just fucking with her mom too being like i'm gonna sing you a bunch of dirty songs like where right? did she learn all the dirty songs and Ooh. and then like screaming in the middle of the night and but then there is a throwing the pots and pans and things which i don't know that's not ventriloquist yeah. That's hard to to fake. Yep. So, you know, the Irving family does move away. And before they moved away, like sightings were getting fewer and far between, uh, which is also not unusual as a child is growing up. Usually poltergeist activity starts going down as the child moves out of being a crazy uh, hormonal teenager. Um, So after they left, there were uh, very few appearances of Jeff. Although in 1947, a... um, a man named Mr. Graham claimed to have shot and killed a strange animal on the property that was described as looking like neither a stoat fair nor a mongoose. And but the farmer said, it answers to all the descriptions. Um, so, but when Graham moved away, the house was demolished. So you can still, and so this is a pretty famous one. So you can still go visit the land and go see. There's, there's all sorts of stuff about Jeff the mongoose. So if you want to Google him, also obviously there will be links in, in the show notes. But so that is the story of Jeff like the Mongoose. Yay. Yay! I found a story that didn't scare Diana. It was a happy. It's a happy poltergeist story. <laughs> How could you not be happy about a ghost parrot or a mongoose? Oh, hey, you know, I just like that he's very specific about his have his he's a floofer tail, and um, he's a floofy ghost. Everyone loves a floofy ghost. Floofers. Yeah, and you know he was helpful, right? He I was mean, very he, helpful. I'm like, uh, he was like helping cl- pick up the house and bringing him some rabbits and shit. Like, yeah, that's solid. Well, he's, and he's, also, I mean, so if it was Vori, and then like this is how you get your child to do their chores, she's just pretend the mongoose is doing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Well, ma'am. All right. Well, thank you for that one. Yay! Welcome. All right. So we get back to their poltergeist, which seem way less friendly than Jeff from fucking <laughs> New Delhi, because the side who Missouri talks the talks the lady into leaving the house so they can basically cleanse it. Um, she's sure that it's not the same thing that took their that um her the, the, their mom. So they need to purify this, and Jenny gets the lady at the house gets talked into taking her kids somewhere. So basically, they're like. Yeah, sure. We're just gonna come in and make you leave. And we're gonna do a bunch of shit to your house, and they they gotta leave out the part that they're gonna have to like bust some holes in walls. Kind of questionable, yeah. but her house is already kind of fucked up. So I bet she'd just be happy to, for it to not be scary in her house anymore. So you kind of roll with that. Um, I uh, you can tell that um, so basically the household objects start attacking them while they're doing this. As well, well. But yeah. Before I went, do you want to talk about the Grigory bags they were making? Let's get that part. So oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go back to the house and they're making Grigory bags, uh, which the show, I think a lot of times they get confused with hex bags and they're different, uh, supernatural Hermione moment. Uh, so and basically, you know, Missouri is telling them all the things that she's putting in them. So in voodoo, Grigory bags are, you know, they look like charms or talisman and they're used to ward off uh, good luck. They're used for good luck or to ward off evil. Uh, so, and they're very traditional in New Orleans. At one time, every police officer was carried a Grigory bag for protection, which I think is just a cool fact about them. Uh, and legends concerning them, like it says, even Marie Laveau claims her Grigory, Grigory contained bits of bone colored stones graveyard dust also called goofer dust salt and red pepper and then sometimes they have things like bird nests and horse hair weavings in them so what they're making is traditional and it kind of fits in with i think it's just kind of this interesting take of like what missouri's like beliefs are you know that she's doing something that is pretty much associated with uh with voodoo it's also associated with santeria and a bunch of other things but yeah so they're making bags. 
I've seen it. I've seen it with Santeria too, with those small bags. It's supposed to be a charm or a talisman that you, that you carry with small bag of things. Yeah. yeah well, a lot of times they think, yeah, people think they come from things like fetish dolls, uh, which is not to be confused with, like, you know, like shoe fetishes. Yeah, um, not, not, but- not sex fetish. Yeah. Not sex fetish, but like puppets and other things, you know, yeah. um, and that's where it went to, you know, from the juju bags to the Grigri bags. Uh, so I just thought it was cool. They're making them. I also thought it was really funny that when she's telling them what they're doing, Dean like licks one. And I'm like, what the fuck are you putting this in your mouth, Dean? What is wrong with you? Don't put everything in your mouth. Don't, don't, don't lick graveyard dust, man. That seems yeah. it's probably like a rat head or something. It seems like A, unsanitary and B, kind of like uh, sacrilege isn't the right word because i don't know it seems like not, i mean technically very nice sacrilegious but yeah it seems uh i don't know inappropriate inappropriate <laughs> inappropriate i think is the word we're looking for don't yeah. don't don't lick the things that you're trying to ward off evil with yeah and then when they're trying to shove these things in the wall when they get to their point <laughs> the household appliances start attacking them which is also slightly terrifying it's like a it's like what brave little toaster turns evil um you know you've got fucking cords wrapping around necks and unplugging and plugging in i was not happy once again about household appliances attacking people not quite as upset about the as i was about I the told you disposal but i was not happy about this part they need to replace all these appliances yeah, they are awful the appliances, appliances. but even the lamps a fucking lamp trying to get sales. well and then we had the carnival style knife throwing you know so oh yeah we had no. Up at the, the table and shit. He, he got the table up and they all went in there because at first it was like a knife and then it was like oh we got twenty all the knives all, all the knives, knives. Are, and damn she unpacked fast okay so yeah so Sam almost gets choked out by the lamp cord <laughs> which is kind of funny it was kind of funny like, it is like, kind of funny because and then he's like trying to throw the okay he's trying to throw the X back and he can't and he can't do it he's I was like why can't you throw the goddamn bag like you have one hand on the lamp it's like it's not a thousand pound bag but unless he was like trying to aim it in maybe it's like his I think, to, I think it was the aim issue more than anything but luckily Dean comes and fixes saves the day at this last Dean second, saves the day and he boots yeah. that wall in <laughs> yeah he did he just fucking kicked that hole in like fuck this fuck this wall that's what he said <laughs> fuck this wall and we and see a large white spirit leave the house yes and so everybody's like pretty happy they're like okay well maybe they fixed this the kitchen's a fucking mess and i'm like <laughs> oh god this poor bitch when she comes home to me boost and um uh, uh, and you can tell sam's really disappointed and he expresses this that you that this did not resolve because obviously this was not the spirit that um had a, had taken his mother and jess you can tell he's really disappointed in that at this point. I think um, he really, somewhere deep, somewhere Sam really believed, part of him really believed that this was going to solve all of his mysteries for himself. But I think he also knew that it wasn't because it was too different. So I thought that was kind of, you know, kind of sad for him at this point. Poor Sam. Um, and then Missouri makes Dean clean up the house. <laughs> I also love that he was cussing at her in her head. And she's like, don't cuss at me. And that was really cute. Uh, but yeah, my notes are, we are saved and we wrecked the house. Like, oh yes. boy, did you wreck this house. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Pretty gross. Oh. So, so they leave and things aren't fixed. Because and yeah, I- and like, so they're sitting outside, which once again, creepy. Um, they're really good at looking like creepy stalkers. Just saying, sitting outside yep. a girl's house. I know they're trying yep. to do the right thing and look out, but that's how you get the police called on you. Yep. I do love Dean's line about that Missouri did her whole Zelda Rubenstein thing, which was, hey. you know, a poltergeist reference. Uh-huh. And I, I love Zelda Rubenstein, RIP Zelda. Um, I, for the record, I've actually seen one of the poltergeist movies and parts of the others. So I'm not completely oblivious to that. I just feel like that's shocking information if you know how much I dislike that type of movie. Um, but. I am very proud of you. I saw Poltergeist when I was like nine and I snuck into my parents' bedroom to watch it. And it was not a good idea to to sneak into the room and watch that by yourself. Um, I also did have a clown, which got thrown away. Um, Mm -hmm. My my brother did threaten to, he was like, when he saw the room that I was staying in, the Airbnb, he was like, yeah, I was going to throw some clowns on your bed. I was like, fuck you. Like, this is how you don't get your deposit back in your Airbnb. It's not in my name. Like when this house gets burned to the ground, it's two million. (laughs) This is Fredericksburg. This is probably a two million dollar house. Like you're gonna enjoy paying right. off paying that one off. Property values um, are crazy. Yeah, I got. I ended up. I watched uh, the first one. I saw was Poltergeist three at a sleepover, and I believe I was 
around like somewhere in like the around 12 maybe 10 12 kind of range probably 12 but yeah so we watched poltergeist and cape fear and played light as a feather stiff as a board it's great like you do <laughs> i was terrified yeah I do remember one of the least, like watching one of the horror movies is now my favorite, one of my favorites, but we were watching, I think, Evil Dead 2, uh, oh, yeah. which which has the talking animal heads, but I was staying at a friend's house whose father was a very avid game hunter. Oh, no. And there were just like animal heads everywhere. I don't remember if I actually stayed in her house that night. I think I made a call to get picked up, but I was oh. just like, I'm, these, no, these, these things are fun. They're creepy to begin with. I love them. I love those. That whole series, except for like the brand brand new one. That one was scary. But yeah. and, and Bruce so, Campbell, still a rock star. Yep. Yeah. And you got to see him. You got to see him what last month? October, which oh, is was like that last long ago. It was <gasps> Halloween. Oh, what Jesus fuck! Time is time is a lie. This this time, for the last twelve yep. months, time is a lie. Anyway, so all right. Well, so they're sitting outside of our house being creepy, like you do. And we see a replay of the scene that they showed when Sam was waking up from his nightmare earlier of her beating on the window like she's scared after we see, like as the viewers, we see that her bed's like shaking and there's crazy shit going on. But then, we, then the guys actually see the same exact thing he dreamt. So obviously he was right that they still needed to watch and shit was not gone from the house, even though Missouri seemed to think they had done it. So Missouri was a little bit off here. She was off. Yep. She saw one bit of success and that's fine. But yep. Sam Sam knew. Sam knew it wasn't over. Um, so they have to run. In, I mean, so he goes to run in the house, obviously. And they go to try to get her and the kids out of the house. And of course, because Sam is sees the flaming figure in the kid's closet. And he is obsessed with tying this to their mother and to Jess. He sends the kids outside and plans to stay in himself, but then doesn't have a choice whether he stays in as he gets dragged the fuck off back to whatever this creature is. Yeah. So one thing, of, yeah, one thing of a really important note here is when after we see the firewalker and he's sending the kids outside, the thing that Sam says to her, to the little girl as she's yeah. taking the kid out, is the exact same thing that John said to Dean in the in the first episode when they took him out. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So For sure. symmetry. Way to go, Eric. That was that was freaking brilliant. All right, so we've got Sam. He's up against the wall. And what are we going to get, Diana? Dean goes to the trunk. That's right. We get trunk. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Baby's get, getting baby's trunk and get some shit taken care of. So he yeah, goes we to need get to have the... Either you or Dave needs to write a trunk. Like, so we, we need a trunk. We need a trunk song. Not a trunk song, a trunk song. Trunk bumper. And then it's like coming, da 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 da, da trunk, trunk, something like that. Okay. Yeah, work on that. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So Dade is rushing in to save Sam. He's going to rock blast this thing away. But oh my God, it's not a firewalker. It's not a ghost. Well, it is a ghost. It's mom. Right? Which is crazy. Did you, did you, were you, shocked or did yeah you i was kind of freaked out i'm like so is mom fucking evil because she's been terrorizing this fucking child which is not nice at all and like uh she's a mom why would she be doing that to this kid she wasn't like an evil mom that we know of so why is she terrorizing this child or was she just trying to talk to this kid and she just shows up flaming because she died flaming i don't know but i was kind of i thought it was a little weird that was a little weird i thought this part got a little muddy to me personally i think it's I mean, it is a little muddy, and they do cut. They explain some of it. I think some of it gets explained in the after in the after effects of it. But um, yeah, I mean, but also this is like, what do you do? Like, you they're expecting to see something evil, and they're like, holy crap, it's mom, right? And then what I also think is really interesting is that Mary apologizes to Sam, but she doesn't say for what. She's yeah, just like, exactly. I'm sorry. And then, which to me is also foreshadowing for other things. But I do have a omnipotent view of the show, so mm -hmm. but I'm like. Yeah, it certainly seems like foreshadowing to me. No, and I made a note about the apologizing, but doesn't say why. And then, um, yeah. So I thought that was an interesting, an interesting thing there too. I was like, well, what's she fucking sorry for? I mean, for dying? That's kind of a weird. I mean, like, I get it. I guess she probably has some guilt. Like, but she did. Yeah, that's but she didn't say it to both Sam and Dean. She says yeah, she it only to Sam. Sam. You're right. right. You're right. Because Dean's there with him now. So yeah. Um. So anyways, uh, yeah. So yeah. she's. She's basically telling him to get out, and then she like, yeah, she fire blasts that poultry fire blast out. out. Yeah, like, and so basically, get out of my house. Yeah, and so Missouri said um, that basically the mom and the poultry guys, poultry guys, to cancel each other out. Um, 
and uh yeah so and that mom mom destroyed herself to protect her boys you know there's that there's that thing in my eye again it's just there she she sacrificed herself sacrificed her spirit for them Yep. And then, you know, we start kind of going into the, we're going to backwash some things and kind of, you know, they're digesting stuff. And right, she's like, yeah. I don't know what's happening to you. So mm-hmm. obviously there is something happening to Sam, but even Missouri is like, dude, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know what this shit is. And then you know, as you're going off, they both look a little shell shocked, right? Like you can just help. Yeah. Like, I also think it's weird that they just leave. Um, Real weird. Like, oh, we just saw our mom's ghost. Our old house is fucking crazy. And then we met this lady who had this great relationship with our dad. And we can probably find out a lot more about that. And but we're just gonna move on. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, at at the very least, I mean, how much time did you spend in Lawrence? Do you want to like not know like where you came from, what you do? Like, you're, I mean, but there's also that point in me, like, part of me is like, sure, shove all your feelings down and leave. Like, I get that. Um, I'm a fan of that. But at the same time, it's like, I would think they'd want to sit and like have some like real time with Missouri, some real time with their parents. Like, there's gotta be friends, like, they left, like, Dean's like four year old girl crush like susie's probably there you know yeah. like Somebody, so i think something. i think that's a weird choice uh, but they also that but they do look like they got like a run over with a steamroller as they're driving away so good jobs so then and then then we get back to missouri's place and she's kind of talking and you can she's like she could be talking to herself but you can tell she's kind of talking to somebody and she's referencing all the power that sam has so now like obviously she's got a good read on it even though she didn't have a lot of information about it She's talking about the power. So obviously it's something, something is seriously going on with him and being able to like dream about things and stuff. But she says that with all that power, he couldn't see that you were here and they show fucking dad. Dad's fucking there. Dad is there. Fucking there. Sitting there like a bitch while his kids are running around fucking freaking out looking for him, which is a shit bag thing to do. It's a shit back thing to do. And Missouri is like, I could just slap you. And I'm like, damn right. Me too. I could slap you. You were there the whole time. Yeah, that's some pussy shit. Fucking go see your kids when they're calling you like that. That's that's bullshit. Your son is having a fucking meltdown. Meltdown. You don't even call him and be like, hey. Frantically searching the country for you. What the fuck? Yep. And I'm like, nope, you get no best dad ever. Like if I had a mug that had like best dad on it, I would just like cross, cross out, out the best and it may, it may be keep dad. I don't know. Like dad may even be kind of like dotted through like sperm donor. You may get down to sperm donor at this point, but yeah, fuck so you, if John. I'm supposed to, if I'm supposed to like this person at some point in the series, they're not setting me up for that right now. It was a d- yep. jerk move. I don't like it. Yep. So, and he also was, says that he can't, he was like, I can't see them until I know the truth. Well, what no. truth, John? What, tell me what the fuck that truth is, John. Like, what are you, what are you hiding? Maybe they could help you. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Anyways, I was mad. I was mad. Yeah, I didn't like too. it. I didn't like it. Um, I've dealt with fucking poltergeist and a shitty dad. That's my like episode assessment. I'm like, this is fucking garbage. Why? Yep. I, I'm still more <laughs> upset about the I didn't the just like the episode because I like Missouri, so it's okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm so, just... yeah, I'm so more upset about the clapping monkey. Like <laughs> the monkey just really fucked with you. Uh, I didn't like it either, but it didn't stick. There, with me I, much. There's a Twilight uh, Twilight Zone episode. There's something I'll have to figure out what oh, it is. There, there is something. There is something with one of those monkeys, isn't there? Yeah, and the monkey's evil. Mm, um, yeah. so I just it's always stuck. About, like the, I hate I hate that monkey. I've always hated that monkey. I don't whoever invented that thing. I don't understand been. why people have them. That's my that's my bigger thing. Well, it's the same thing with Jack in the Boxes. I mean, why do you think these toys are cute? Like, like is the scene in Harry well, Potter where she has like they have the and the and the boggarts in there, and they're trying to like change it. Yeah, and they're like, I forget what the original scary thing was, and then she turns into like creepy clown and the Jack in the Box because that's supposed to be funny. And I'm like, that is terrifying. <laughs> um, see, I go to I go to I go more to Elf when he's testing the the Jack in the Boxes, and it's fucking hilarious. It's one of my favorite scenes. So, uh, I'm test the test the, the the broken jack in the boxes. He has to wind it, and while they play the music, and then they pop up, and it startles him every time, just like it would me, and it makes me happy. And then one of them doesn't pop up when it's supposed to, and so he starts to look away, and then it pops up. I, I'm a dork. I fall over laughing. There we go. That's me. Yeah, and I fall over into tears, holding myself, being like, "Oh my god, there's a scary clown that's jumping out at me." No. no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, anyway, I think I think it was a really we're starting. I think this is kind of like I could tell not knowing the the future of the series or the season 
that this is kind of a lining out what we're going into and like this is really developing the backstory more so i feel like even though they've like addressed back especially at the beginning like the first the first couple episodes they're really the backstory about like where they were from and trying to find their dad i feel like a bunch of these episodes like yeah it's mentioned every time it's not really about that it's about that week's monster pretty much yeah. and it's just like oh by the way we look for dad hey let's go do this you know it's kind of an afterthought so i feel like this was really one of the ones even though that you know even though what they were battling wasn't the actual thing that was that they were looking for it was the geographically relevant to it and um help them kind of start piecing together other aspects of their story if that makes yeah. sense it totally does that's that's my read on the episode i enjoyed it my problem like, now like, is that we're trying to watch it like i'm trying to do like you know do our, what we're doing which is you know watch one episode take my notes then we record and then we drop the episode and then the next week we do the same thing and the problem is sometimes now you'll be pleased to hear that i want to watch the next episode like i'm not gonna like marathon like binge watch a season but i'm like i can watch another couple episodes of this right now and i'm like fuck i don't want to throw myself off so i don't I mean, you could you just take a note so you know how to remember and then go back, but yeah, I, I would, they would mismatch up in my head. Well, and then, uh, yeah. And then you have a chance of spoiling it for other people who are watching it spoiler free. So I'm a real, I'm a real spoiler free person. You're the one that sent me a Wikipedia link today that went to something else unrelated that happened to have a spoiler in it. So teasing it wasn't really that much of a spoiler it just referenced the future episode it referenced the monster future future episode. episode i don't even remember what ghost thing i was sending you it was some weird ghost uh, thing dolly parton's story uh, about dolly parton and the booger man oh, yeah. we're recording this on dolly parton's birthday by the way which is important happy both birthday of us. dolly yes, yes. so um, yeah and i was so. listening to uh like the essential dolly parton and they go and dolly parton is telling the story of uh the bone man uh, some bloody bones and bloody bones. Uh, raw raw head or something yeah right? so it apparently is like this whole like as a folklore thing that everybody in the south is supposed to know but i didn't know but she's also talking about you know you know being kids and being afraid of a story but then i also just love that she kept talking about the booger man instead of the boogeyman and then i'm like <laughs> what do other people call it the booger man but i think we'll, we'll see if i can find we should find that link and share it too in honor of dolly's birthday that'd be a good, yeah. good tie-in for our for what we talk about here yeah. too yeah. So, yeah. Dolly, so I think I think it was fun. Fucking goddess and queen, and we yeah, wish you the cheers. happiest birthday. Cheers Don't to ever Dolly. die, Dolly. Yeah. Cheers, cheers to, Dolly. to Dolly. So, um, but yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the next episode. I'm hopeful that they'll continue on revealing stuff related to their backstory. Um, I, I'm, I'm. It's hard for me, like not, like not knowing, like obviously they're going to at some point. But I know some of these shows kind of drag it the fuck out. I'm hoping this one kind of like. Okay, we're on a trajectory yeah. getting some of his backstory like i know you're gonna have to drag it out some because there's a bunch of seasons but like getting like i feel like i'm missing a lot of pieces and characters right now being mm -hmm. someone that's pretty new and i'm like okay get, get, get me filled in at least so that i can like really get in the feels about it yeah and i think you know that's why the, you know, the first season is kind of slow because you're still you know, they're trying to get the rhythm of monster of the week, but also having you know, the, the backstory of the Winchesters come out. Right. And so also, you know, we're next week, we're going to hit episode 10. So that we're halfway, almost halfway through. I think there's probably 22 episodes, if I remember right, wow. like most normal shows. Yeah. So yeah, we're about halfway through the season. Okay. So at that point, you know, things generally start picking up a little bit. So yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I'll do it for this week. All right. Well, cheers, jerk. Peer, cheers, bitch. I was not trying to say or that. Or peer, peer, bitch. bitch. <laughs> cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, so you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow! <laughs>